0: Tyler! Ryan! It's been so long. (laughs) Why are we talking so loud? It's our last time in the studio. We gotta live it up. That's
1: true. The final episode in this studio before we upgrade. We're gonna upgrade. That's right. I already told veronica that we are transforming our second bedroom into the podcast studio and she has no uh concerns about that whatsoever perfect
0: we're gonna get those like little foam wall things that all the exactly. streamers have. yes
1: our our second bedroom in our apartment will look like the classroom in school of rock when like the kids learn to sound oh, perfect and i only bring up that reference because i just watched school of rock again you've it's been wanting to watch movie. school of rock for oh so God. long i think i loved it as a child and it wasn't a movie that i re-watched a lot after I seen it when I was a kid. But now that I have, it honestly might be in my top 5, top 10 movies of all time. It's really, really good. It's like very well done. It's Richard Linklater! I know,
0: I've seen it as an adult and I think it's a great film. I don't know if I'd rank it that high. But
1: that it's... is Big Lebowski, man. I was shocked by Big Lebowski. <laughs> well, I the... thought that was like a dumb, bro like humor movie. And it is like a high quality cinematic experience. Yes. It's brilliant. Well, it's a, it's a hangout movie. It's
0: like the perfect hangout movie. But it's
1: also like the perfect like sit and actually be invested in what's happening movie. Like it's so good. It, it checks all the boxes. Yes. It's Welcome. the new Mamma Mia. Wow. High praise <laughs> from Tyler.
0: Uh, if you're just tuning in to our podcast already in progress, this is Preview Review where That's we right. talk about movie trailers. we like old movies. We're talking about movies from pre-2010. Oh, yes. Um, have you seen Ratatouille? Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> Chef's Kiss. Wow. Why is there not a sequel yet? Rat-a- Ratatouille. It's in the name. We have three cars and only one Ratatouille. I
0: think it all depends on Brad Bird. Pixar doesn't like to touch his stuff unless he comes back. And he comes back 15 years later and makes a, a fine sequel.
1: Honestly, Incredibles 2 is okay. And I would have rather had Ratatouille. Rata two e
0: yes to be clear. that's what
1: I said yes
0: I'm just making sure the viewers don't have subtitles Tyler yeah I'm, but I'm saying Rata two e yes 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 it's like you know when you could say like Rousseau or Rousseau and it's like is it spelled R U S S O is it spelled R U E X E U X I don't know how they do it in French but you know what I'm talking about that's true. they need the subs but that's not a yeah. podcast thing yet
1: uh, well maybe one day um. Hmm. I had a friend growing up, his name was Matt Tui, and on all his stuff, he would just write the number two and the letter E, and that's all I think about when I think about a Rata Tui mm-hmm. sequel, is just it'd be like, Rata, and then two, and the letter E. <laughs> Wait, did he like write that on like his school forms? Like, no, no, no. Or, or like, like his uh, like, like, handles like, and ats on No, no, it. no, um, not handles, like um like literal stuff, like, uh... Oh, like his... Belongings. Like, like, like his graffiti tag? His name. No, 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 because we were like, he was in my Boy Scout trip, and so like his sleeping bag, and like his tent, and all that shit would just say like 2E on it. Mm, that like if I was a counselor and I didn't know that I'd be like no but this we in... knew it because like we were
0: like we knew who he was yeah like, but he... if I just saw it, I'd be like this goes to room two e <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah put okay. it over there like, I don't know how like what it, scouts works there's rooms and columns right it's like a hotel yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well welcome back everybody uh, we are having a blast it's uh, hot vac summer so that's true yeah. uh, we've been busy. But we're here and...
1: We're going to be in a new apartment come next week. That was referenced earlier, the studio upgrade. Uh, But Um, not me. I I was not invited to move in. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's not living uh, in studio. No, I I am. (laughs) I work part-time and live at home. No, Ryan is fortunate enough to not have to live in our podcast studio. I have to... (laughs) Wait a minute. You're saying that you're fortunate enough to live
0: in the podcast studio <laughs> no. hashtag blessed no i live where
1: i work it's like wow. sleeping in your office
0: well i mean everyone does these days that's true welcome to well, 2021 yeah unless you like work at i don't know vons or mcdonald's i hope you don't sleep there <laughs> please go home i mean would they let you no i mean if you didn't get caught there's like a whole arc on it on superstore like this guy lives in the walls of superstore <laughs> because he got addicted <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, and yeah, in the office they do something like that too. We're like, It's a, a perfect it's like sitcom trope. Yeah, that's good. Alright. So if the acoustics on this episode sound different, it's because we're slightly surrounded by cardboard boxes. Um our our belongings are currently uh taking up most of our studio, but mm-hmm. that's okay. It is what it is, and it is okay. And it's only temporary. Wow. Just like life. Yeah. It is what it is and it's only temporary. Yeah, this feels very Lebowski esque. Exactly. That's why it's a perfect movie. <laughs> Anyways, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the trailers for some exciting uh, upcoming releases. We're, we've got Jungle Cruise, we've got The Green Knight, we've got The Suicide Squad, and Free Guy. I, I just realized I said those out of order compared to how we're going to talk about them, because... That's the order we selected the movies we're going to talk about in, but then we adjusted the order that we're actually going to present them in on the podcast. And so this is a peek behind the curtain, as I am now telling you that that was the order that we selected them, but not is not the order that we will talk about them now on the podcast. So you'll just have to be along for the surprise to see what's coming up next. Wow. Well, I
0: mean, I followed that because I was here for all that, but I would not blame any of the listeners if they just checked out and were like, just
1: driving and we're packing. Okay, no, so run. here's you the say, thing. Okay, so Ryan comes over and then we like sit down and we look at the like schedule of movies that are coming out soon and we say, which ones do you want to talk about? And we pick them off of that list. But then we go to make the outline for the episode and we say, like you know, we are thinking like what leads into a game, what you know, what is good to start off with, what's good to end on, and so we sometimes adjust the order. Uh, of the movies that we've picked you know we pick them in a certain order but sometimes we then adjust that order for how we're going to actually cover them on the podcast and so that is a discrepancy that I just described to you which is we pick them in the order that I just read out loud however uh, in, the, in the episode, you know, coming up soon, we're going to present them in an order different from the order that I just read them in. Does that make more sense? Yes. Once again, listener, I'm sorry if you checked out during all of that behind the scenes. No, don't check out because I don't want you to, like, expect to hear them in this order that I just said and, like, I not get I think they get, get it, that. Tyler. Okay. But before we get into all that, we need to do our favorite recurring segment. Normally, we don't talk about a movie after it's come out, but we do like to touch on the movies that we previously preview um to see... What Ryan has seen and what he's thought about them. So it's time for Ryan's Review Roundup. Roll the theme music. They're it's Ryan's a, Review Roundup. Yippee, yippee, no, no, if you want theme music. Yeehaw, if you want lasso theme music. whip You get like an online, whatever they're called, digital work, music workspace. Wow. And you create your theme music and you give it to me in an mp3 format. No, I but just, until then, you can't have any I just music. performed no, the theme you can't music. It's it live. No, you it's have live. to give it to me in an MP3 format. Alright, so
0: I saw In the Heights.
1: <laughs> was the music in that in an MP3 format?
0: No, it was... I don't know. It was in the theater. It was in Dolby Atmos. Oh, that's
1: probably MP3.
0: It probably wasn't live, though, because I doubt... Anthony no, Ramos and live. Jimmy Smith no come to every showing of In the Heights.
1: Oh, uh, I thought you just about Did they sing it live while they were filming? No, no, no. It's like a Rocky Horror when people are yeah. in front. <laughs> like, Lin-Manuel goes, Piragua. Like, the actual movie is silent. And they just, like... T- they come wow. to every theater and they say the lines and sing the songs in... That's like how it used to be back in the olden
0: days when there was a guy with a piano and the movies were silent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, In the Heights... Is honestly one of my favorite movies I've seen all year. I think it's uh, beautifully adapted, and uh, all the performances are great. If you haven't seen it, um, I'm sorry that's most of America because it bombed at the box office, but it's a hidden gem
1: now. Um, next, I did see a tweet that described *In the Heights* as um, an old Navy commercial with Lemon Miranda jump scares. <laughs> Just because his name is Usnavi, Usnavi, old Navy. Oh. Is that the joke? No, I think it's because like Old Navy is where people like wearing oh, bright colors. Oh, because they dance and, like, with their... and doing. Or like a Levi's commercial. Yeah, like, it's that a Levi's commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I would have no way to Google that or like find out what that song's actually <laughs> called, but I know exactly the song that it is in my head. If it's
0: honestly it ties into our podcast because it's like it a plays pre-show every fucking movie theater. It's a pre-show ad. Um, in the Heights, much better than that pre-show ad, but I could see where they took inspiration. We'll have to from do it. a
1: segment on that in a future episode. All the other commercials that play oh, before movies. There's the Maria Menounos the, the, episode. Well, yeah, the, all the newbie shit. That fucking um, what's her face Britta from Community. Uh, oh, the Diet Coke the ad. Jacob's Diet Coke that ad that hasn't been
0: in for years. No, but it was for like the longest time. It was. <laughs> um, also, like every once in a while, they'll just be like, "Here's an ad for the upcoming Nintendo games." Oh, I haven't. You seen that haven't one. seen those? It's like also, it's just a, a kid is playing AMC Mario. AMC the one that
1: used to do the roller coaster.
0: No, that's a uh, Regal.
1: Oh, that was Regal.
0: No. Yeah. AMC used to have Clippy, and he was like not like the paper clip oh, yeah, but yeah, he was like
1: film. a film clip. Yeah, he was like a stick figure made out of like film strips.
0: Yeah. He was cool. Anyway, I also saw Luca. Luca is the story of two space or not space sea creature boys um, on Disney Plus and it is uh it's a fine movie. It's it's passable. It's mid-tier Pixar. So, you go in expect to like have a fun time with these two boys in like, their summer. It's no
1: Ratatouille, but it's no, no Cars 2 either.
0: Yes. I would say uh, it's about... Like, like where
1: Brave level?
0: No, it's a, it's about Brave. Maybe well, like, like Brave. R- Incredibles 2 okay. status. That's have you good. seen it? No. Oh, okay. I mean, if you get around to it, cool. If not, it's not the end of the world. Well,
1: I normally always end up seeing every Pixar movie eventually, so I'm sure mm. I'll see it. I mean, it's
0: no Soul. Which was the last one we got on Disney Plus, right? So if you're going in thinking that's gonna happen, you gotta lower your expectations. Um, and next, I saw Zola, which is the one we just talked about last time. I mean, because we all we talked about all of these last time, but um, it was really interesting. Uh, I was enjoying the story and captivated by it. But a biggest complaint is that it feels like it cut off before the story really ended. I feel like we just got into the third act and then it ended. So I don't know, Zola to win. <laughs>
1: I love that. Like, just totally take this person's story and, like, <laughs> make it up. Like, it continued into a different direction. Exactly.
0: Like, um, any biopic. I want to see Rocketman... 2 but like not actually what elton john's life became just like where this <laughs> character would have set on a secret mission <laughs> like Ooh, some random shit. the kingsman series Ooh, is can, elton john 2 and his kingsman appearance and that's then right. when he shows up in kingdom Spin 2 it's like a weird like multiverse variant of elton john. <laughs> oh
1: my god <laughs> we get into all that and well ryan thank you for your review roundup but i feel like there's a movie missing from this list oh you know what
0: I always saved my family for last. <laughs> We're talking about Fast and the Furious Nine, F Nine, F Nine. It is one of the craziest theatrical experiences you'll ever have if you go enjoy this film. And I saw it, and then a week later, I took Tyler, and it was his first Fast and yeah. Furious so experience. We,
1: listeners, you'll—we don't often follow through with the promises we make on this podcast. I still—I'm Odin Chucky's. from episode one. <laughs> But we did follow through on our promise from the last episode that Ryan and I would go see Fast and Furious 9. F9. F9. Once Ryan had seen every other Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. And while well, I still had not seen a single one. I still so have... So Ryan yet... would have the experience of being able to see it in the... In the context in of the context of the, of the saga. series. And I would see it as like a standalone it's... film with no previous context.
0: I do have a precursor though. I have not seen... Too Fast, Too Furious, The Prelude. It's like a short film, apparently, that's on the Blu-ray. I didn't know about until I did more research. But apparently people don't care about it.
1: Yeah, so I don't think it matters.
0: I just have to be fully honest with our listeners. Okay. But I've seen everything else. I know everything about Han and Mr. Nobody and Hobbs and Shaw and... Oh, uh, all the Shaws—Queenie, Owen, and Deckard. I know about oh, yeah. Letty and her amnesia. See, I don't know
1: about any of this. I didn't even know. Apparently, the the mother of Uh Vidal's kid in this movie is not the his wife in this movie, which I didn't even know until they like made mention of it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's cool. Uh yeah, whatever. Regardless, it was an intense, and amazing experience. My takeaway is that seeing it as a standalone without the previous. Uh, films of the series it definitely feels like every moment of f9 could have easily been just like a really good snl sketch about like what a fast and furious movie looks like like they do really good self-parody and i think it's like somewhat intentional at this point but also you can see the moments where like vin diesel thinks he's actually like doing really good acting uh and you can tell that he's being very earnest which is you know good for him um But the overall quality of, like, the dialogue and narratives is, like, not good. But it's enjoyable because it's just, like, a fun time. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to explain it. After the movie ended, I turned to Ryan and I said, that movie was complete garbage. I want to watch a million more of them. Which I feel like is exactly why these movies are so popular and make so much money.
0: Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, Tyler, you did... uh, You had... Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword here. F9... Is directed by long-term series veteran Justin Lin, but this is the first time I think since either two or three that they've had a different writer. So oh, interesting. And this movie definitely is more like tongue-in-cheek, like camp. Um, but then it also like like you were saying veers deep, deep into like the worst parts of the Fast and the Furious, which is like self-indulgent, like Vin Diesel family drama. Um, but I will say. This is one of the better Fast and Furious movies, in my opinion. I would put it in my top five. And there's nine of them, so I guess that's the top half. But unfortunately, if you fully want to experience all that this movie has to offer, you have to sit through some of the lesser Fast and Furious films. But, like Tyler said, it's fine on its own. Grab a buddy Grab your favorite form of intoxication and enjoy the ride with the family.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much fun car sequences. Driving home after seeing that movie, it felt like so fun. I was like, (laughs) let's go. It's a race. Honestly, have I been
0: speeding more since I started watching the Fast and the Furious franchise? I won't tell. But because I know we got cop listeners out there. They're gonna the whole, tell the police to play this, to play
1: this in court. I, <laughs> I have to sit through the whole episode for the context. I'm not gonna perjure myself. Wait, I'm, this is great, actually. If we do this, that's 12 new listeners that have to listen to the a jury. Full episode of our podcast. I, okay,
0: if you're listening to this on the jury, I'm innocent. But also, tell your friends, like and subscribe, rate on Apple, uh, retweet us, follow us on Instagram, all that shit. Um, thank you, and welcome to the preview review family.
1: Oh yeah, it's all about family.
0: Tyler did understand that it's all about family after watching <laughs> Fast 9, F9. Are oh, you ex- I do that before going in. Okay. Um question Tyler, after watching F9, do you have any desire to watch the earlier films in the franchise? Yes. Okay. And after watching F9, do you have any desire to see the final two installments, 10 and 11? Uh, or as some put it, Fast and Furious 10 and Fast and Furious 10 Part 2. Absolutely. Wow, welcome to the family. Hop in, grab your Dodge Charger. You can have anything you want to drink, but it has to be a Corona.
1: I have to say I have to say I was a little disappointed uh to see that Dwayne Johnson will not be returning to this. Yes, to the, the beef continues. Apparently I was hoping for reunification. Uh, apparently
0: Vin Diesel like just dropped in an interview. He's like, "Yo, when Dwayne Johnson came on to F or Fast 5, I gave him all these acting tips to help him be a better actor." But like Dwayne Johnson was an established actor at that point. They brought him into the franchise to revitalize it. You're just throwing shade. And now Dwayne has said, fuck that. I'm busy doing Jungle Cruise and Young Rock.
1: Well, honestly, Dwayne Johnson's a better actor than Vin Diesel. Like, Definitely. Significantly. I
0: would much rather watch any... But I any... know that
1: Vin like, wants, you know, he wants it to be about him.
0: He wants to be in control, and that's why he's so happy with John Cena, because he can do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. and John Cena's like, I'm here for the ride. But it's so interesting, though, because Dwayne Johnson is so good at, like, preserving his image that, like, the fact that this beef has come out, it must really be pissing both of them off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, speaking of pissing people off, our next movie... Speaking of John Cena! Is James Gunn's... The Suicide Squad. This isn't like Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't know why I said it like that. Um,
1: but the title movie is The Suicide Squad, but it does happen to be directed by James Gunn,
0: and it does happen to release on August fifth.
1: Yeah, and we all know James Gunn. He directed the Guards of the Galaxy movies and, and Super to Super Slither. Um, he, uh, wrote he wrote the wrote Scooby, Scooby Doo, Doo movies. movies. That's great. nice, nice. Um, Okay, you, this is too weird, but I also have seen this trend on TikTok that we should try on a podcast. Right now? Okay, let's No, go. not right now. Oh, okay. We'll have to plan this more. But it was like, can me and no nobody do like a, a, a member of their family? Oh, the quote one? Yes. I and I feel like we would do really well. Where Wait, we, we have like, to explain what we're separate. talking about. Yes I'm, yes, I'm going to. That's I just, why I brought it up. I just got excited, okay? Where like you go into different rooms or like one person has them the phone at a time and like a person says a quote, like the first quote they think of. Uh, from my movie, and then they, like, give it to the other person. They say, I did a quote from this movie, and they see if the other person, like, thinks of the same quote as they as they did. Okay. Does that make um, sense?
0: Stay tuned. I mean, I guess we could do it now. Want to just go fully <laughs> off the rails? Like, you have AirPods or something? I, I can't hear you with AirPods. In. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I
1: have... It's I have all in boxes. I have noise canceling. Yeah, I can't do it right now. Never well, mind. Stay tuned. This is a promise that we will follow through on. Like, Listeners. like uh unlike 90 percent of the promises next we make episode the next, in the new game.
0: studio wow something to look forward to we don't usually tease things like that yeah
1: but we wow. are now, now it's a trailer on our trailer podcast it's a trailer for the next episode
0: yeah but we're here to talk about the trailer for the suicide
1: yes Squad. So this movie stars margot robbie idris elba uh, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone, and Viola Davis, and alongside like 20 more a people. bunch of ensemble actors that are all great and awesome. But I don't want to spend all our time here listing off like their names. So they're also in this movie, and mm-hmm. you can like just Wikipedia, like we did, to see who's in it. This movie uh, is what is it like? It's like a it's soft, technically a continuation of the original Suicide Squad movie, but it's like being done. From, as like a revitalization exactly. of those characters. It's like a, I don't know how to describe it's it. It's
0: like Fast and Furious, the fourth film in the Fast and Furious saga. It's, it's, it's exactly like it. The first one's called The Fast and the Furious. The fourth one's called Fast and Furious. It's just adding or subtracting those to signify to the audience, hey, we're going to try to go in a different direction, but it's also still a part of the same film franchise. We're bringing back the same actors playing the same characters. But not all of them, but just a couple of them. And it, we got a brand new shiny director who's got a vision, and it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, so Margot Robbie's coming back as Harley Quinn. And Joel Kinnaman's coming back as uh, Rick Flagg from... is it? It's either Rick or Randall. I don't know. One of those is from The Stand, and one of those is from Suicide Squad. You figure it out. I think it's Rick Flag. Um, And... Uh, I think... Oh, and Viola Davis is returning as Amanda Waller. Those, I think, are the three main returning actors um, from the original Suicide Squad film in 2016. And it's just another mission with the Suicide Squad, uh, but they're bringing in new people. New
1: additions. Like
0: Idris Elba's Bloodsport, John Cena's um, Peacemaker. Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a shark. King Shark. Shark. Uh, We got... Peter Capaldi as the thinker. Oh, that's right. Um, We've got
1: uh, David Destamakley as the polka dot guy. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. But we said we're not going to list off all these names. But we're- anyways, what I do love about this is, like, they were just going squad was very much the, like, uh, what do I want to say, like, hot topic, like, glam villain type of, like, style. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is it's a little bit more of, like, James Gunn's, like, darker humor that comes through with, like, also being a little bit absurdist, and, like, why is the polka dot guy just, like, choosing, like, random characters to include in this movie, uh, but doing that, like, Rat Catcher, you know what I mean? Like, something that would yes. be, like, some weird, like, comic book gag, but and turning it into, like, something that plays well on <clears> film, <throat> I think would be, it, is what I'm looking forward to in this. Like, I think James Gunn has a really cool vision for these characters and what kind of style this movie is reaching for, keeping some of the humor in there, but a little bit less of the, like, Eager, like, grittiness that, like, tried to happen with the original one to be a little more like, yeah, this is all kind of like one big, like, joke, but there's, like, actually also some genuine humanity to these characters, too. Yeah.
0: And, um, as you can see in the trailer, like, it starts with Idris Elba being recruited by Viola Davis, very similar to how, like, Will Smith was at the beginning of the first one, but then quickly veers into, like, the new James Gunn direction. Like, you have the whole new team of weirdos, and they're making jokes that, like, you would find in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but they're allowed to go a little more crass, a little more adult, because this film is rated R. So you get, like, jokes about, I don't know, jizz? No, that's in Guardians as well. I don't know. Uh, But they can say the F word, sure. Um, And there's probably going to be more blood. But the cool thing to me that's catching me is, even in the villain that James Gunn chose for this movie, he's, like, gone off the wall, like, who would ever choose that villain? The villain of this movie is Starro, which is a giant alien starfish, which is, like, one of the Justice League's first-ever villains. But, like, if you think about a serious comic book movie, like, it's not gonna have a giant starfish alien monster, but this one's, like, giving the heart of those Guardians films, plus the humor of it, plus the absurdity of James Gunn, all mashed together. Um, And I think it just looks amazing, and I'm excited to see it. The visuals really pop. Yeah, Um, from
1: the trailer, you can tell the cinematography and color grading, all that stuff, is, like... Very distinct from the other Suicide Squad movie, and looks a lot better and really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm super stoked for like James Gunn's like literal like visual vision to mm-hmm. be carried through this film as well because I think there's some really interesting choices. Like that scene of them walking through the rain just looks so cool and it's so iconic, and they use it in every shot because it like looks so badass. Uh, and it just he just does such a good job with like bringing those characters and the dialogue and the story, but also the visuals together to like really all coalesce into like a quality movie.
0: And something else that has been promised with this movie, since it has such a large ensemble cast, uh, James Gunn said that he's really going to lean into the fact that like, these are expendable characters and that's how like Amanda Waller and the government of this film see them. So not everybody that has been cast is going to make it to the end of the movie. I think in the first suicide squad, only one character dies and it's like, A righteous self-sacrifice. It's not like just... Oh, wait, too, because Slipknot, the man who can climb anything, to show that there are stakes, but there aren't really stakes in that movie. Um, So, Tyler, I thought it would be fun if we both made predictions before this movie came out. Who do you think which character will die first? Who's going to die the fastest?
1: Well, I don't... So I don't know everyone that's in it. I don't know if I know all of the characters Mm -hmm. or actors necessarily. However, I do have to say, one day that we haven't brought up yet, but Pete Davidson, I don't think he's long for this Earth in this film. <laughs> I think Pete Davidson's going to be in like less than 10 minutes of this film and will die very quickly on their mission oh. or whatever. Interesting. I also agree that Pete Davidson will not survive
0: the film, but I don't think he's going to be the first one to die because I think they want Pete Davidson to react to someone dying. Because uh, from the trailer, it looks like he's doing a bunch of reaction stuff. So I think the first person to die is Javelin, played by Flula Borg. Because if you watch the trailers, he's, like, in the beginning, like, in the big team-up shots. But then, like, when they're doing, like, the gritty action, he's nowhere to be found. And honestly, like, Flula has been, like, where has he been for the last couple of years? He'd gladly accept a five-minute cameo. In
1: Trolls World Tour. He was? Yeah.
0: I mean, good for him. Um, <laughs> but... Still, I'm my money is on Javelin to be the first one to die. I also, uh, this is a big prediction here. I don't think Joel Kinnaman's character is gonna survive the film. I wouldn't
1: be surprised if they uh kill off Joel Kinnaman. I think Margot Robbie is a shoo-in to survive. I I would be like very shocked and impressed if they killed off Margot Robbie's. That would be crazy. Movie. That'd be wild. Idris Elba could go either way. Like. It's like in some ways it's predictable for him to die because he's like not really supposed to be in anything after this. Mm-hmm. But also it's predictable for him like not to die cuz he's like one of the leads of the film. So I it's that was more of a toss up exactly. to me. John Cena, I you know, uh James Gunn's also launching a, peace, a Maker. peacemaker peacemaker,
0: peacekeeper, peacemaker. Peacemaker is the one in wait which one's the one that's in your heart? He's not that's that pacemaker, one. That's
1: peacemaker, but peacemaker or peacekeeper?
0: One of the two. This shows you how much research we do for the show. But you're you're right. John Cena's getting his own spin off show on HBO Max. Could it be a prequel? I think yes. I feel like that would be more fun for James. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Perfect. Thank you, Google. We love you, Google. Um, (laughs) Tyler quickly checks to see if his Google assistant. Hey, Google. I love you. Wow. That's so amazing to hear. Hey, do you want to celebrate? Sure. with a compliment or a joke compliment Here's a compliment in celebration.
1: You're
0: more valuable and shiny than gold.
1: You're wow.
0: A computer too. Shoot Google trying to put the moves on us. Hey,
1: okay, Google, go off.
0: But um anyway, Suicide Squad looks really fun. I'm hyped for it. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is like honestly I think a very like, underrated Marvel film. I think it's one of probably my top five Marvel films. Yeah. Um,
1: James Gunn just does such a good job marrying, like, the heart and absurdity of the mm-hmm. comedy at, like together. Like, mm-hmm. he can do both so well. Um, and he nails it every time. I think. And I think it's so times. funny
0: that DC got him to direct this because if you look at the first Suicide Squad movie, they're obviously trying to replicate the success of the mm-hmm. Guardians films. So I'm happy that both DC and James Gunn get to make... Something that they're proud of and they like. I agree, and I hope I like it.
1: Also, backing up really quick, my prediction for Sylvester Stallone's King Shark is oh, King that he shark. dies in the movie, but they play it like a super sincere, like heartfelt, like death, like he's dying and like mm-hmm. everyone's sad about it. But like he's having to play it, and he's also like still a giant CGI shark, and they're like crying over his body, and he's like a giant CGI shark that's like passing away. Wow, I I could totally see I James could see that happening. Head. I could
0: also see. Just King Shark exploding and his gut's going everywhere. Oh, um, that's true. Like a
1: gore, like yeah, gross out,
0: gross out. But uh, my one prediction that I think, uh, I think Polka Dot Man will not die. I think he's going to make it the whole way through. Oh, okay. Because I think in some of the trailers, he's a little too eager to die. So he'll be upset that he didn't die. You know, classic, relatable humor. Why am I not dead yet?
1: Wow, so Gen Z of them. <laughs>
0: All right. But yeah, well, you know what else this is super crazy. Gen Z? <laughs> the because Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All all these Gen Z kids loving riding the dad joke ride at Disneyland. So Jungle Cruise is our next movie that we're going to talk about today, the next trailer. It comes out on July 30th. Ooh, so soon. Yeah, uh, next week if we get this I don't know when this trailer this episode's coming out. This week, next week, whatever.
1: You look at the calendar. It's that many days away. Look at your phone. It tells you the date. You also might be not not, not listening to this on the day it releases, and that's okay. You don't have to listen to it right away. But whenever you are listening to this, look at your calendar. Look at what date it is. Count how many days are until July 30th. That's how many days until it comes out.
0: Unless it's past July 30th, then it's already out.
1: Yeah, and go see it right now.
0: Oh, I mean, maybe. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care if you see this movie or not. (laughs) I have no <laughs> investment in the success of this film.
1: Uh, sorry. Th- this film is directed by uh, Jean-May Colette Serra, uh, who's directed like a weird series of films to lead up to this point. Uh, House of Wax, which was like a horror movie about a wax museum that I'm pretty sure like Paris Hilton stars in, or she's like in it at least. Mm. Um, Orphan, which is actually an underrated horror movie that I like a lot.
0: Is that like a remake of The Orphan?
1: I don't think it's a ring. I Oh, think
0: it's... I'm thinking of the Omen, like the one with like Damien. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's not. That. Okay,
1: okay. Orphan is the one with, and she's like a popular actress now. But it's like this. girl It's like the story, and there was like a real life story that was like inspired, like or that was like eerily reminiscent of this movie that just came out recently, like a new a news story about like a couple that adopts a child that they think is a child from like an Eastern European country, but they're like really an adult that has, like, a, a syndrome that makes them look like they're oh, younger than they are. Freaky. And so it's really, like, this adult person that, like, is then, like, manipulating and using this family mm, for whatever purposes. That's pretty freaky. It's gnarly. Um, just read to The Shallows, which is, what? The Blake like lively, lively shark, shark, shark attack movie? surfer movie? yeah. Uh, and, like, a bunch of Liam Neeson action thrillers like oh, The Commuter. the January action Liam Neeson flicks. Yeah. So they're there for... Now st- he's ever. doing this, and then, like, also the DC Black Adam movie that also stars Dwayne Johnson. Oh, after maybe they're one, friends. Which is, like, interesting. Like, I wonder, do they start production on Jungle Cruise and Dwayne? Because Dwayne's been slated to play that role for a while. Like,
0: for the past ten years. And was he just
1: like, I like this guy, get him to direct, and DC was like... Yes, sir. I don't I
0: mean, know if Dwayne tells you to do something and your They'd name isn't Vin Honestly, Diesel. You do. Hollywood.
1: It. I'm not even kidding. Vin Diesel wishes he was.
0: It's so funny. I heard uh, like a behind the scenes thing, which was playing in front of a movie. Like it was a pre show thing, and the people on set don't call him Dwayne. They don't call him The Rock. They call him DJ oh. for Dwayne Johnson. So if you want to be hip and in it. He's DJ.
1: Okay, well, this film's uh, Jungle Cruise stars DJ, um, Emily Blunt, Jack Whitehall, Edgar Ramirez, Jesse Plemons, and Paul Giamatti, who The looks Rhino so himself, freaky in the trailer. Wait, is he the slither man? I think he is, right? It oh, looks like him in the trailer. I had no clue. Every time I've seen this trailer, I never looked up the cast until preparing for this episode, but every time I see the trailer, I'm like, that guy looks like Paul Giamatti. And now I know it's Paul Giamatti.
0: <laughs> so what this movie basically is, it's based off of the like very slow like, ride full of dad jokes that's at Disneyland, but they've turned it into, like, an Indiana Jones-style adventure film. Yeah, this is
1: probably the top contender for, like, biggest uh, discrepancy between the tone of the theme park ride and the movie because it's very, very different. And
0: it doesn't seem to be very comedic at all. Like, even though Eddie Murphy went and did, like, comedy in The Haunted Mansion, there's still, like, spooky elements to that movie.
1: Well, and Haunted Mansion also... Like, the ride relies on both the creepiness and also some of the humor. Exactly. Like the, like, f- fake names on the gravestones and stuff like that. To, like, but, like, the fun the
0: fun of the Jungle Cruise is that, like, it's a hokey old ride, and there are hokey jokes, and you're just yucking it up.
1: Yeah, and part of, also, it was just, initially, like, it was a uh, animatronic. Like, look how cool it is how they mm-hmm. can do all these animals and make them look realistic and also put them in these funny situations. Um, And then we'll make, like, funny jokes about it being, like, they're watching the zebra nap when it's, like, no, they're eating the dead zebra or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this film doesn't have to rely on any of that because it's not, like...
0: There's no story to the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Like, in the ride, you just go on a... It's, like, supposed to be, like, a three-week cruise, and they're, like, it'll be so fun that you'll feel like it's only ten minutes long, and that's, like, a joke. Um,
1: And I think the original premise (laughs) behind it, like, Walt's concept of it was, like, if all the, like... Like largest rivers in the world were all connected so you could do Mm -hmm. like the Nile and the Amazon Mm -hmm. and like the Congo or whatever and see animals from all these different places in one
0: It's also like heavily inspired by the Humphrey Bogart film The African Queen and if you look at the costumes in both The Jungle Cruise and The African Queen you can even see like the similarities between them too so they're still bringing that history in but basically what this movie is is like Dwayne Johnson or DJ I'm sorry is a swindler like kind of like who runs a hokey jungle, jungle
1: cruise? And we that we see like the gag of the like the backside, of, backside water. of water type of thing. So that's sort of like the baseline premise of it is like he runs the attraction that's like the one that you go on at Disneyland. But then Emily Blunt's character is introduced and takes it like contracts him to be transport for this like larger scale adventure Mm -hmm. that's reminiscent more of like you said indiana jones or like a pirates type of movie or honestly to me it feels more like
0: the mummy like the brendan fraser films
1: yeah like there's this legend that of this place and we want to go there and he's like i don't really want to take you there but i'll do it for the money and then they're gonna like fall in love or at least like become friends along the Mm -hmm. way and then do it for like the good of humanity or whatever i don't know yes for
0: their morals and ethics yes you know those things um But anyway, Emily Blunt and her brother, Jack Whitehall, uh, enlist the services of DJ to go find the Fountain of Youth before Jesse Plemons can, I think. And Jesse Plemons is like an Eastern European villain. Like, is he German? I don't know. Um, And that, I mean, it feels even more like The Mummy to me. Like, there's Benny, who's racing against Rachel Vice and her brother with Brendan Fraser to find the artifact. Um, And somehow there's a curse Where Paul Giamatti, maybe, it's Paul Giamatti, there's, like, a snake man monster made out of vines, and he has, like, zombie evil servants that they try to fight. So, I mean, this movie looks like it's a fun action blockbuster. It's also coming to Disney Premiere Plus, so you can buy it for $30 at home, but... I don't know, I just that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm never going to buy a Disney Premier Plus movie.
1: Well, I think this also, it just seems like a type of thing that you want to see in theaters. Like, it's a fun, thrilling action ride, mm-hmm. and it just seems like something that would be more fun to watch in theaters with a group of friends or whatever. Exactly.
0: Um, we didn't mention this, but The Suicide Squad is also going to be available on HBO Max, and it also seems like one of those experiences you'd rather have in a movie theater. Like, both of these lend themselves to, like, the big action blockbuster, like, chow down a bunch of popcorn hang out with a buddy and watch it on the big screen kind of thing in a hot summer day with the nice air conditioning. Yes, exactly. So, um, I'm excited for this movie. I love Dwayne Johnson action films. I think
1: the chemistry between DJ and Emily what also seems good from the trailer yeah. too. and I think they'll have good, like, they're both good at sort of like doing sincere acting and like delivering, you know, the narrative or whatever they need to do through the dialogue and then also like turning and doing like quippy humor at each other which I think is going to be fun.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, I don't think there's much to delve deep. There's no, like, inside scoop, like, of the Jungle Cruise movie. It seems like your basic, like, summer action-adventure movie. And if you've seen, like, The Mummy or um, Indiana Jones-type films, it's in the same vein. You'll probably enjoy this film as well.
1: Yeah, and to me, it's also, like... I can't help but draw the comparisons between, like, the Pirates movies, you know, like, based on a slower, like, water ride at Disneyland, but then, like, turning it into more of, like, an action adventure film um and i'm wondering like will the characters from jungle cruise have like a similar like standing in pop culture like jack sparrow does now like are there going to be people dressed up as dwayne Johnson's character from jungle cruise like every halloween from now on and forever <laughs> i don't know i don't know if he has the charisma uh like uh johnny depp's uh,
0: are jack you sparrow has. questioning the charisma Of DJ right now? No.
1: Dwayne Johnson himself as an actor has enough charisma. But does that translate to the character? Interesting. The way that Jack Sparrow's is presented in the Pirate's films. I mean...
0: He definitely has the most charisma of like some of the in the Fast and Furious movies. He's like top charisma, but I never see anyone cosplaying as Luke Hobbs. Right. So that might answer your question.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just not iconic enough. Like, also, yeah, like the costume
0: of, like, of Jack Sparrow everything is Everything about Jack part Sparrow was
1: it. created to be like an iconic character. I don't know. He was nominated
0: fair. for an Oscar for that role. That's true. Will Dwayne Johnson hold the same caliber of acting? Probably not. I don't think the Academy's going to look at Jungle Cruise acting. Well, and I also think that
1: Johnny Depp is very transformative in the roles that he plays. Like, we know it's Johnny Mm -hmm. Depp, but, like, he becomes Jack Sparrow. And, like, that's not the same person that you see when you watch Edward Scissorhands or whatever, like, that Whitey Bulger movie that he did. Whereas Dwayne Johnson is, like, he's kind of also the rock in every movie he plays. Yes, He has too much personal charisma as a human being to, Mm -hmm. like, be molded into any specific, like, iconic character. He just is himself wherever he lands. That's true. That's my analysis. That's
0: why my family... Whenever we go see a Dwayne Johnson-led action film, we just call it Fun Times with Mr. Johnson.
1: Yeah. Because, because of the DJ.
0: Because he's... Well, we have to put some respect on his name. <laughs> We've been too casual. We've never met DJ. I'm sorry. Mr. Johnson. Um, but you know what you're getting with a Mr. Johnson film. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some quips. You're going to have a good time. But It's not going to be the best movie. Something
1: that I will enjoy more than, like, Skyscraper or Rampage.
0: I mean, both of those movies are perfectly fine.
1: But I see this. I just think like Disney in general, ha- the caliber ha- like will deliver a higher caliber quality product. Cool.
0: Well, Tyler, speaking of high quality Disney products, yes, I have to ask you, if you were a studio executive at Disney and you were chosen to greenlight the next Disneyland ride turned into a movie, what would the ride be? What would the story of the movie be? And who would the cast be?
1: All right, I haven't thought that in depth about it. child of you just asked me, but I'm just gonna roll with it. Let's go, let's go. I have always thought that there should be a big Thunder Mountain railroad movie, mm. and this is a little bit tricky because it's also weatherized. that has like no human characters at Disneyland aside from like the voiceover, which is maybe a character that we can cast. Well, together. there's
0: like a town at the end.
1: Yeah, but like you don't see any of the people. You well, they're just, like, all in the buildings. But I think the concept of, like, you know, obviously is like, you could do, like, oh, there's this cavern and we're mining there. And then, ah, explosion. And we have to, like, escape on the train or whatever. Mm. I think Disney doing, like, a fun, like, not train heist, but, like, train escape, I guess, <laughs> movie would be fun. I don't know why I brought that up. I have two, actually, because I also realize I have thought of this other one for a long time. But Disney will never go for it. Which Let's is hear like it. A gritty Matterhorn horror movie where the Abominable Smokin' oh. is like genuinely, like, murdering members of, like, an expedition team. Wow. And they had to, like, escape down the mountain. Uh, but <laughs> Disney will never go for it. Wow. Do you have any ideas of who you'd cast in either of those picks? I don't know. Clips? Like, who Who do we see as a face for, like, a train, uh, mining company mm-hmm. type of movie? I think, like, a young, like, someone like a Joe Keery or something like that. Like, okay, kind of okay. giving him, like, young Indiana like yeah, yeah, Jones Because, you know, like, in, uh... Uh, Indiana Jones three we have not uh, the younger other uh, River Phoenix, Phoenix River Phoenix like playing young Indiana Jones doing that whole thing on the train it's like a circus train so they do all the mm-hmm. guys with the animals but like something like that where there's like thrilling young strapping lad uh, on a train yes and I don't know
0: sometimes in Big Thunder like the train is like alluded to being like a haunted ghost train is that part of your story oh
1: it could be I suppose I don't know
0: and. Do the dinosaur bones play any part in this film? (laughs) Well, I
1: think that's just about the setting of it being, like, in the American Southwest. Because there's a lot of, like, dinosaur artifacts. Okay. Uh, So, you could do something about... And it's, like, also inspired by, like, the geography of uh, the the national parks in Utah and Uh stuff. Like, the uh, Canyonlands and all that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. Like, that's where those types of formations take place so I think the cinematography and like the setting could be really beautiful wow and, like, directed really by Chloe Zhao no <laughs> yeah, Chloe Zhao and like having freaking like deacons do the cinematography or something. Wow. like some like elite level uh, for the ghost production. train movie yes, exactly <laughs> I love it and, and then... I think you have to have like an older character that's like the prospector like that that fills oh, that sort yes. of like niche of like well, the old guy we that, could like, just do some...
0: the prospector from Toy Story 2 um, what's his name Kelsey Grammer
1: Gus <laughs> Grissom voices that character well, but when he started it, well, I don't know. The guy that plays Herschel in The Walking Dead has like a good look for it. I don't remember okay. his name off the top of my head, but you know who I'm talking. Nope, I don't watch all? that show. Um. He gets like he gets <laughs> beheaded in like season four. You're not missing them. Uh,
0: oh, let's see, the people I know from The Walking Dead are the guy with the baseball bat. Steve. That's Negan. Steven? That's
1: uh the guy that's in Watchmen. Uh, what's yeah, yeah, name? yeah.
0: Uh, he is also in Supernatural. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan.
1: And then you have obviously Rick, like that guy. Oh yeah, uh, the main dude. He could be in it. I could see him in Thunder Mountain.
0: Okay. Uh, then there's like uh, Daryl,
1: who this everyone This guy, loves. Scott Wilson. Does he not look like a prospect? Wow! You, I wasn't he expecting... He could spin like the yarn of the, of the train, <laughs> uh, ghost train story.
0: Tyler's just shown me a picture of a man that if he gained 20 pounds... No, not 20 pounds. Maybe 120 pounds could be Santa Claus. Yeah. Um... But he looks weathered and tired and like kind of just over it. But he also looks like he has this sincerity like, to that's him. That's what he looks
1: like in the later seasons. This is what he looks like when you meet him.
0: Oh, he looks like <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> kind of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a cross between Joe Biden and Newt Gingrich. Ooh, but Newt is younger. But yeah, so...
0: Um, that's great. Do you have any, uh, casting ideas for your Matterhorn the Matterhorn movie?
1: one, I have no concepts other than, like, some, it would have to be, like, somebody, like, um, like, who would do a good, like, mocap for, like, the playing the mono snowman. Benedict or, Cumberbatch. Have you seen, yeah. have you seen <laughs> like, his mocap that's for, for Smaug. <laughs> Well, I guess, like, people like Doug Jones or Sean Gunn do great mocap performances, but they are, like, scrawny, and we need, like, a boat, like, the, like, oh, Dave Bautista Steve or Steve like Agee
0: that. is doing the mocap for King Shark.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, no, that's really good. He's the guy that's in the Sarah uh, Silverman show. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I like that a lot.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, but who is going to be eaten by him?
1: I don't know. Who's, like, it's another, like, it's a similar cast, like. A cast of like young explorers, Uh, like mountaineers, fun. So just the same cast. Joe carries back. I don't know (laughs) who. I mean, who else could be this? You know what? Zendaya could be in it. Wow, and then
0: she could like turn the corner and see like the monster, and she goes, "I am Michi,"
1: (laughs) and transforms. It was she was a secret snowman the whole time. Uh, Or you know who else would be really good for a movie like this? Either one is the. uh, Who's in? Who's coming up in Last Night in Soho? Thomas and Mackenzie. Oh yeah, from Jojo Rabbit. She would be great, mm-hmm. like a yeah. kind of like young, uh, fresh faced adventurer. Yeah, like, eager to love it. Like, you know, make a name for herself or something like that.
0: Cool. Um, I've thought about these questions extensively for the past, I don't know, half hour. Um, and here's what I've come up with. We have, th- there's a couple pitches, but I think this is the one I'm most proud of. It's. The Davy Crockett canoes is the is the attraction, and it's based off of like it starts off really meta. The like you know how there's always like a guide who like tells you how to do it. This is like takes place at Disneyland in the Davy Crockett canoes. The guide is John David Washington, and he's fed up with it. He wanted to be an Olympic rower, but he's stuck at Disneyland doing this like cruise thing. So he quits and. When he, Once he leaves the park, he's vid- visited by the ghost of Davy Jones. Or not Davy, Davy Jones, Crockett? Davy Crockett.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and Davy Crockett wants to train him to be this perfect Olympic swimmer. So he goes... Rower. Rower, right. He goes, but we have to go to the rivers of America. And he goes across all of the rivers of America training to get to the Olympics. And the more we spend time with... Davy Crockett the more we realize he kind of sucks and he kind of only cares about success and drive and like you come across all these like oh no those people need help but John David Washington wants to help him but Davy Crockett's like mm you gotta keep rowing and eventually he does pick up a young mother and her son the young mother obviously played by Sersha Roman okay <laughs> and like it. she teaches him how to see the good in people and how to love people and there's like a third act twist where he could choose to like go live with them and be happy or go to the Olympics and chooses the Olympics. And he goes and he wins the gold medal, but he feels empty inside. And he goes and he finds Sir Sharona at the end. And she goes, I have to tell you something that I've never told you before. And he goes, what is it? And she opens a room and she goes, I'm a Disney adult. And it's full of Disney memorabilia. And he's like, can I handle this? And she goes, I really saw the way you were rowing that canoe, and it just made me want to go on the Davy Crockett River journey. (laughs) This is really (laughs) full circle here. So he goes, you know what? I think I can make that happen. And he, he loves his job now. He's back at the canoes at Disneyland, and he's going with his new wife and their stepson. And... This is his full circle moment. He learns to appreciate the love of others and the excitement that families have when they come to a theme park. Wow! But he's also still an Olympic gold medalist. So he's yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> how
1: that ties <laughs> together. Um, the one thing I will take away from this is I am intrigued by the fact of like a Disney movie that takes place at Disneyland. Like the closest thing that we get to this, I feel like, is like the short sequence in Saving Mr. Banks, where yes. like Tom Hanks as Walt well, Disney invites. Uh, Peel Travers to uh-huh. like visit. Well, the Disneyland. you also get like uh, the beginning be interesting to see the beginning
0: of uh, Tomorrowland, which is like based on the land Tomorrowland, but they never go to Disneyland or anything like that. But the kid rides. It's a Small World at the World's Fair at the
1: beginning yeah. of that movie. But yeah, but it'd be interesting to see like that, especially on <laughs> the ones of a cast member too. Yes,
0: and, but I do need your help, Tyler. I need. I don't have anybody in mind for the ghost of Davy Crockett. I we know now. Herschel.
1: Herschel from The Walking Dead. Can he be a dick, though? Or even like a Jeff Bridges type of thing. Speaking of the Big Lebowski, I think he would do very well. Jeff Bridges. Maybe Kurt Russell. Yeah, or Kurt Russell. Very much, Davy Crockett in my head is just like Kurt Russell from the True Grit poster. Yes. So I feel like that works very well. (laughs) There
0: we go. Imagine it. John David Washington being haunted by the ghost of Davy Crockett being played by Kurt Russell. I love
1: it. That's my vision. And he's just like also like very explicitly racist.
0: No, we're not doing that. This is still a Disney film.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this will be the first time there's explicit racism in a Disney film. Well, in the year 2021, yes, it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Next. I like it. Disney, get back to us. Bob Iger, wait. Bob Chapek. That's right. Iger, you're not in charge anymore, but like... I mean he's still daddy be our little secret. Uh but Bob Chapek, yeah, you're you're in charge now. You let us know which of these you want to go with uh because mm-hmm. I mean, you like those ideas? Any of these I think we'll we bring got in plenty more. We can just keep spewing yeah. out these ideas. Those ones were free.
0: That's, because we just said them for free. You know,
1: you don't have to keep making these live action remakes. You have these attractions in your property mm-hmm. that you could be making these movies out of. And they'd probably all be decent and make a lot of money. We would... Both of
0: these... Like, all three of these movies we pitched would at least make $700 million. Yeah, exactly. Easy.
1: Just because they're based on a ride in Disneyland. We got this. That's the power of the Disney adult.
0: Imagine if we actually were, like, given story credit on one of these movies. We would never have to work again for our lives. (laughs) Oh, no. Absolutely. Why do people... Keep making movies after they've made one. (laughs) I would be like, like "Cool, I did it or something." Wow, not a passion for like living nicely, like in a decent mid-sized colonial. Um, But that's just me. Um, Speaking of decent mid-sized colonials, our next film is The Green Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, tell us what The Green Knight's about.
1: Uh, well, The Green Knight is about to be released on July 30th. You got it was directed by David Lowry, who did the Pete's Dragon live-action remake and then also the A24 like, indie drama A Ghost Story. That had Rooney Mara in it. Uh, yes. However, The Green Knight has Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sean Harris, and Katie Dickey in it. What a great cast. And this is not like a modern retelling. Like It takes place in the time frame. But it's a movie being made nowadays about like medieval times. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like based on an Arthurian like Arthurian legend, poem epic. But it's epic? not like the classic Sword in the Stone, Lady of the Lake, any of that like, no, type of But shit. I think
0: they do like play into it. I think there is like the Lady in the Lake in the I think it, like t-
1: I think it takes place in that universe of like characters. But that's, the Arthur, the that's Arthurian that the world. world. Yeah.
0: But the Green Knight itself is like an epic poem that is, like, about this guy. I don't know. Sir
1: Gawain, who's played by Dev Patel, who, he's like, the green goes knight? on a quest. Is he the Green Knight? No. I think the Green Knight is, the per- is like, the person he that needs to go, like, challenge.
0: Okay. because So, like, in the trailer, he, Dev Patel, goes out and he sees, like, this mysterious figure who's kind of, like, a ghosty knight. And he's, like, come back in a year and fight me or something like that, right? Um, I don't know. It's been a while since, like, I've been familiar with Arthurian lore. Um... But he goes back and he's like, I have to do this. And he goes on this large journey through like a lot of like Lord of the Rings type looking worlds, like with crazy monsters and stuff like that, which are probably like maybe five lines in the poem, but they expand it more. So that's like the second act of the film. So he can finally come and face off against this person that he said he would face off against for honor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. He's King Arthur's nephew who embarks on a quest to confront the eponymous knight, the green knight. Who is a gigantic tree like creature? Oh, so
0: he's like a int, like kinda tree beard. Like that, yeah. Um but yeah, I think this cast looks great. Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sean Harris, all of them do amazing things. Um this like when I first saw the first trailer for this that released way before uh, you know, the pandemic, it looked more like, oh, it's A twenty four, it's like King Arthur, it's like kinda dark and scary. But now I'm seeing it and it seems more like a a darker tone to uh an epic adventure movie
1: yeah and i think some of the reviews i've seen of this have also said that it like plays with genre a little bit like Mm. it's part like drama part thriller adventure part horror like it does sort of all these different tie-ins to like keep the the viewer on their seat a little bit you never really know what's coming around the corner next interesting which i think is like it works well because in this fantasy universe it's very much the like you don't know what's out there, what could be hidden in the forest, like that type of thing where it's like mm-hmm. is is this next encounter gonna be friendly or not, or like what could be what could we have in store? Huh. You know? That
0: I that makes a lot more sense to why they got this director who's done like the fun fantasy kids film and then like the dark grounded like relationship drama involving ghosts. Like yeah. those you just mash those two together totally. and it sounds like what you're describing to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the things I'm most excited about for this movie is Patel's performance i yes. heard he's incredible I think he's always been a talented actor and I think this uh, setup will be like a really good vehicle for him to like shine brightly but also let's see and Joel Edgerton like they're all very good too and I yeah. can see them doing well in this film as well I'm excited me too all right the last and final <laughs> fourth and last and final trailer we're talking about today in this studio ever in this studio ever on this episode ever is Free Guy. Please clap. This movie comes out on August 13th. directed by Sean Levy, who did Big Fat Liar, All Three Night at the Museums, and Date Night. And a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but he did this stuff. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It's I didn't just, say he only did these things. I just said he did these things. I know.
0: I'm just letting people know we put some respect on Sean Levy's name as yeah. well.
1: Well, big fat—he's a big fat liar. What director? Hey, classic. <laughs> uh, it stars Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer, Laura Howery, Joe Keery. Hey, we just talked about him. Um, Antico YTG. Very cool. Uh, this movie is about Ryan Reynolds plays a non-playable character in a movie game in a, in a video game. game in a video game like an nmo an, an npc which is like the characters that are in video games that you can't control like they just walk around in the background or like you interact with them and buy stuff like the shopkeeper or like but the person like, who gives you a quest yeah, no one's like they're not play, like you don't do anything to control them as a player of the game
0: like but, usually we think about them as like characters that like only exist to serve our narrative after we leave them they are life cease to exist
1: yes uh, it's similar to a constant state of sleep paralysis, exactly. But in this narrative, oh, so Ryan Reynolds is type of character, and it's he's in this universe of this like mass multiplayer online game that's similar to like Fortnite or Grand Theft it's Auto, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but, but it's like all these characters online playing in this universe together, and they're all interacting with each other and also with these NPCs, like Ryan Reynolds' character. But somehow, Ryan Reynolds' character gains consciousness, and he realizes. That he is like doing all this shit day to day, only to serve the function of the other people in this universe, and he's like, "No, I don't have to do that." And he breaks the mold. And normally, mm-hmm. I think he works at like a bank, and normally the players like steal from him when they do their bank heists. But I think what sets off these motion, these events in motion is like he fights back when they try to rob mm-hmm. him, and well, then like they're like, "That's not supposed to happen," and it goes all the way up to like the real world where people are like, "Oh, there's a a character in the game that like does all this shit." And, like, the developer of the game is getting mad over mm-hmm. it and all this other stuff. Yeah. um. So, Jodie Comer plays,
0: like, his love interest in the game. Who's, like, she is a real p- person. Like, in the real world, playing a character in the game. And she interacts with Ryan Reynolds' guy. And tries to, like, awaken him and, like, save the universe. Because now that guy is alive and becoming the celebrity, like you were saying, like, the like creator of the game, the CEO of the company, whatever, Taika Waititi's character, is, like we can't have this, it's You're horrible. Gonna, like, shut him down. We're gonna shut the game down and yeah. he sends Joe Curie out like to go get him or something. I think Joe Curie's like his henchman. Um but Ryan Reynolds and Jody Comer have to fight back. Yeah. And it seems like uh and I
1: think it mostly takes place in the universe of the game. Yes. Which is like interesting. It's almost like like Ready Player One. Uh, or like record Ralphie almost. Yeah like feels like you know? Exactly.
0: So um it looks exciting. It looks fun. Um it's Ryan Reynolds and Tyco ITD so it's gonna be funny. Uh, Lil Rel's in it, too, and he's funny, too. So, I'm excited for this. Um, I'm not excited because I googled the age difference between Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer, and that's a yikes, but... Um, <laughs> but What is it, like 20 years? Kind of. Yeah. It's almost like Florence Pugh and Zach Braff. Um,
1: but they're not actually... Ryan Reynolds is happily married. Yes,
0: it's just an acting, and Ryan Reynolds' character is like not even like a real human, so... But anyway, I'm really excited to see her in, like, a film role, even, like, a comedy role. Usually, I've only seen her in Killing Eve, where she has a comedic presence, but it's mainly a drama role. Yeah. Um, And it's on, like, premiere, like, prestige television, but this is, like, a fun summer comedy. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm excited to see her do something different.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the tone of this movie feels like a very... That summer action comedy that's, like, this is, like, a weird like concept but like i'll take it Mm -hmm. it's giving me detective pikachu vibes i don't Mm -hmm. know why to put ryan uh, reynolds is back i'm placing my finger on that oh i didn't make that connection but that's the vibe i get where it's like okay like this is an interesting like path you to take but like it could be good Mm
0: -hmm. i don't know like a davy crockett canoe movie (laughs) could be good you know (laughs) i don't
1: know i don't know about that one
0: anyway it seems super exciting um it seems also like the end of the trailer like makes you want to feel like it's inspirational, like I can go out and change the world kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do feel like this movie could very easily have some weird like boomerie subtext. That's like stop playing video games. You don't games. have to be the hero in the video game. You could be the hero in real life just by making the choice to help other people or like something mm-hmm. like that. Which is like yes, but also like no. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that
0: need that message, and if they get it through Free Guy, that's great. Um, but I don't think that's what I'm going to see Free Guy for. I'm going to have a fun time with a bankable action star and an up and coming actress that I appreciate her work on television. Yeah. So I'm excited. I... I also
1: feel like this movie is like going to be a goldmine for the like little like gags, like one liners, or even like background gags, like the things that are like on screen in the video mm-hmm. game or whatever, as like. Like poking fun at tropes for these types of video games or whatever it might be, to sort of like, you know, parody this genre of video game Mm -hmm. also through this movie. I think it'll be funny.
0: Yes, but it's not going like full Space Jam, like where it's putting like, here's Mario, here's Sonic, here's like the guy from Grand Theft Auto, like
1: a gag about like, like whatever. uh,
0: video game concept or something like that. Yeah. Like, like a real life or whatever uh-huh. it is. Like Yeah. And I'm excited. Really I think it'll be fun. Uh yeah. Those are my thoughts on this. I also trailer.
1: love that we've moved uh away from like movies based on well, not we've not moved away from them. They're still making those. Movies based on specific video games and it's now more just like movies about video games in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Space Jam two exactly. and this is like the concept of a video game and like analyzing that mm-hmm. instead of like Picking a video game that people like and making a movie based on it. Or an HBO series. Last Last of Us.
0: Us. (laughs) But I am excited for this movie. I think the studio has some faith in it because uh, it's one of those movies that Disney acquired when they bought Fox. So it's under the 20th century banner. But they kept it on and they kept pushing it back and delaying it. Even though now we've seen that they're able to sell these films to streaming services like The Woman in the Window. And that movie wasn't that great. So I feel like they didn't have faith in it to make money, so they put it on Netflix. But this one, they're waiting for the theaters. This one's only in theaters. It's no Disney Premiere Plus or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it, so I think they have faith in the box office going forward in the summer, and I think they have faith in this movie.
1: Yeah. I And I think this movie will make a lot of money because tons of people, especially like middle-aged white guys, love to pay however much money to see Reynolds in stuff like Deadpool. It's not just middle-aged white guys.
0: <laughs> it's also like aging white women that love Ryan Reynolds. Like, if you get, like, a mid-50s woman, like, she's like, damn, that boy hot, I'm gonna go see it.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I feel like this type of movie is more towards, like, the men than, like, the, you know, like, the movies, like, The Proposal with Sandra Bullock, that was more, like, Ryan Reynolds' fodder for, like, the Mm -hmm. women. You know what I mean? Okay. But when he does, like, the action roles, like, maybe they like that shit. I don't know. I'm not a middle-aged woman. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But you know who this film is actually made for? is all of us jeopardy fans that's true because this film has the very last on-screen appearance of Alex Trebek it's a post humorous release post posthumous <laughs> yes
0: I like saw the word in my mind and I read it in my mind like syllabically but yes uh, means after he's dead um he like gives a gag like who is the character who is in the video like, game? the
1: idea is that it becomes like this character in the video game becomes someone that he becomes like a clue in Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the weird thing is that they filmed this and then like Alex Trebek died. Tragic. then all his series, like all his episodes remaining that he had taped of Jeopardy all aired, but the movie hadn't come out yet because of COVID delay. And so now this is going to be the last time anybody sees new Alex like, content, like a new, like a new appearance of Alex Trebek on screen, which is wild. Um,
0: so it is significant for that. It's wild. And because of that small link in this movie, Tyler, you've created an entire Jeopardy category for yes. me to play. Yes, well,
1: I mean, normally we'd do this and we'd do a thing where like, the game we'd play would be like questions, like trivia about video game movies. And that's exactly what this is. The only thing is because of Alex Trebek's cameo in this movie, I'm going to ask them... In Jeopardy format. And so these are six questions that correspond with the 200 dollars 400, dollars $800,000 mm-hmm, categories. Mm-hmm. So like they get more challenging as the money value goes up. Okay, They're also written in a similar fashion to the Jeopardy clues where like you know they're not always straightforward questions. You have to kind of piece together different pieces like of information. Like a little mind puzzle. And you have to solve it and then you have to answer in the form of a question to Understood. earn that cash. Uh, I will let you go in whatever order you want, but we will keep track like Jeopardy where the correct answers that you give will add money, and the wrong answers you give will take money away, and we'll see how much money you have at the end. Okay. Before um, we do start, I have one more question. Yes. Are
0: there any daily doubles?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. Understood. Um, I think I will take video
1: game movies for 600 please. All right. For 600 here we go. This video game adaptation became the sixth highest grossing film of 2020, with a sequel already in production.
0: 2020 last year. What video game came out last year oh shoot um i don't remember any movies that came out last i won't year. put a timer on you like jeffrey does when i know like, thank you i appreciate that um i'm trying to think of the big movies from last year and i'm not seeing
1: video games i thought this would be too easy for you so i took out a key piece of information but i wonder if i should have left it in I thought you would hear high-grossing film of 2020. I know, right? Instantly. And I'm blanking. Because the box office meant
0: nothing last year. It was yeah. like Tenet and Wonder Woman, and that was it. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, could you please give me that extra piece of information?
1: Yeah. Featuring the voice talents of Ben Schwartz.
0: Oh, okay. That helps me right away. Because in my mind, that film didn't come out in 2020 because it was before the pandemic. Beep, beep, beep. What is
1: Sonic the Hedgehog? Correct! That's $600 on the board, right? Thank you. I appreciate your help. Um, But yeah. Now, Alex would have never done that.
0: No, Alex would have... I've betrayed him! It's okay. You honor him with this game. Okay, so I understand. I'm going to take the 200 clue, please.
1: Alright, here's the 200 clue. The first film based on a video game to receive a wide theatrical release was based on a widely popular video game series about an Italian plumber... Created by this Japanese company. What is Nintendo? Correct! <laughs> See, you think it's asking the one thing, but then it it, it reframes it's the true, question it's at true. the end. So you gotta... But that was good. Okay. 200 that... Plus... You have a total of 800 okay. on the board. Well, I guess I have to take the $800 clue then. Alright, here we go. The 2002 film adaptation of Resident Evil stars Mila Djokovic as Alice, who accompanies a team of commandos into the expansive research facility operated by this fictional corporation. Um, the Umbrella Corporation. What is the Umbrella Corporation? What is the Umbrella Corp? Correct. I haven't S- seen a single one
0: of those movies or played a single game. Fourteen
1: hundred dollars on the board. Alright, so that Congrats, means Ryan. uh
0: even if I get the next two wrong, I'm going home you're with gonna, some money.
1: You're gonna be in the positive, yeah. Because yes. you have fourteen hundred dollars still on the board.
0: Okay, so I'll take the I'll I'll do the four hundred dollar question.
1: Alright, here we go. Four hundred dollar answer. Correct, sorry. You give the question. Okay. Or the four hundred dollar clue, that's what they call it. That's them. it the clue. Is the clue. clue crew? Alright, here's the $400 clue. The 2001 film adaptation of the Tomb Raider video game series features Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft, and this actor, Jolie's biological father, portraying Lord Richard Croft. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Uh, who is John Voight? Boy- Correct! I haven't seen
0: those movies. I've only seen the Alicia Vikander one.
1: So That's... They're fine. I
0: like the Alicia Vikander <laughs> one.
1: Let's see if I can do one's good. The other one's... Okay.
0: Uh, the last one. Let's finish so out the category.
1: Hang on. So, sixteen hundred plus your four hundred. You have two thousand dollars on the board, Ryan. Wow. With this categ- with this final clue, you could either walk away with three thousand dollars or only a thousand.
0: Wow. And it's going to be direct will, deposit, I right? I will be Venmoing you. Venmo <laughs> whatever. You... Wow. Right as you're about to move into a new place that has higher rent, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> uh, one thousand pennies. It's oh. ten bucks. <laughs> I'll still take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thousand dollar or the thousand cent clue. Wow. The 2018 film Rampage, starring Dwayne Johnson, was DJ. based on a video game series released by Midway Games, the first installment of which debuted in this year.
0: Oh, I need the year? Oh, gosh. I thought you were going to ask me, like, it's the thousand dollar clue, right? I know. I was like, it's an arcade game. I got this. I'm just going to say arcade console and win. But no, I need the year. Um, okay. Rampage, arcade consoles. I'm going to guess what is 1981.
1: Oh, so close. What is 1986? <laughs> oh,
0: wow, that was way later. My like I was thinking like 80 to 83 was the time frame I was thinking. 86? I like people had Super Mario on home at the NES. Who's going to go to the It was on the NES. Oh, but it started in an arcade, didn't it? Yeah, it's both. Oh, it was a t- simul yeah. release. It wasn't like ported over like Donkey Kong. No. Oh, that's why I was thinking because I was like, yeah, it yeah. comes in the arcade first and then a couple years yeah. later. I was going to
1: ask you what console it was released on and it was like all the different things. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay.
0: No, and I would have said arcade console yeah. because I thought that was like it's an original thing. So I only get a thousand, a thousand pennies. pennies. Oh,
1: well. You oh, still did wow. great. The fact that you got every other question in the category, that's like, that's a sweep. Well, not. It's almost a sweep. But I well, like it. if you were playing Actual Jeopardy, you wouldn't have had to buzz in on that question. That's true. You could have just not answered it because you didn't know it.
0: That's true, that's true. I would. I probably wouldn't have uh, answered the Sonic question either. I would have waited for someone else to do that. And then I would have lost control of the board. It's all over.
1: It's all over. We're going to uh, 1800s Russian literature after that. <laughs> uh, who is Leo Tolstoy?
0: Leo Tolstoy, War and Peace, please. That's the only Russian literature I know from that go. era. Dostoevsky. <laughs> uh man of la mancha is that russian i don't know um, I don't there's windmills so. <laughs> in it so it made me think of russia tetris please give me a tetris question It's <laughs> not literature i mean it depends on how you read the manual <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyways thanks for playing around you did great thanks that was a lot of fun and challenging so i appreciated there you the go. game um at sony pictures television um Please consider that my formal audition tape to replace Alex Trebek as the host of Jeopardy. Yeah, I know people. It would like, be my dream. Hated top. when Dr. Oz hosted. Oh, that was garbage. Imagine
0: how many people will tune in to see Tyler Ellis. Yeah, they're just like
1: total random new cast. They like, all love it. The so art of TV hosting
0: kid. is dead, but we're bringing it back. You, we have a great pool. Podcast hosts are the new television exactly. hosts. Exactly.
1: Ooh, if they were to get us a podcaster to host Jeopardy. I think Mark Maron would do a good job. No, no, honestly. no, no. It has to be one of us. No, I'm just Preview review hosts only. Okay, fine. We're not
0: reaching out to the WTF
1: podcast right now. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> honestly, I would pay to have... Uh, Either of the, like, My Favorite Murder Girls host Jeopardy. I think they'd do so you good. You would pay them to do Gar- it? Kill Gareth or uh, Georgia Hardstock would do so good. Wow. I thought at first you were going <laughs> to say... Every category is about a different murder. At, <laughs> at first I
0: thought you were going to say you were going to pay to have one of them come co-host our podcast with us. <laughs> no, and I would I love that. that. That would, would be pretty. great. But sure, you can pay their way to be the Jeopardy host. Because yes. everyone knows you have to bribe your way in yeah, to be exactly. the host.
1: It's that guy. The guy that's the producer. Uh, oh, no, it's... Uh, and he hosts... He did a guest host. You have to spa. do
0: the ghost of Merv Griffin. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> that's perfect. Yes.
0: So if you're looking for us, we are not ghosts. No. We are flesh and blood. Yes. We are also on the digital space. On Twitter and Instagram at Preview Review. Yes. Um, but before we say bye, Tyler, you have to ask me your final question.
1: Yes. Ryan, before we end every episode, I have to know... Which of the trailers that we talked about today was your favorite, and which movie that we talked about today are you most excited to see when it comes out? Well,
0: uh, this is one where all four of the trailers and movies look good, and I'm excited for all of them. But I have to throw both my points, both the trailer I like the best and the movie I'm most excited for, behind The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's master like class of filmmaking looks amazing. I'm excited for it.
1: Yes, this is. I also agree. All four films are in contention. High contention for me this time around. Um, however, I think I'm going to have to throw my favorite trailer vote behind Suicide Squad. But my most excited film to see behind The Green Knight, because it just sort of, it, it intrigues me more. I want to see, yes. like, what's going on at that one. I, I want to cover more about it. Suicide Squad, oh. I feel like I know what it kind of is going into it, but there could still be some twists and turns, and the trailer is just so mm-hmm. well done. We get such a good sense of what that movie's going to be. Yeah. So congrats, James Gunn, on top of all the other hype that you've got around you right yes. now, because you're doing this and the Peacemaker series and, and the, the Guardians, Guardians 3 and all and the Guardians shit. holiday special. Oh, I know. Um... And even though what uh, didn't you say? I think James Gunn announced that he's not coming back to Guardians after three, right? Him and Batista are out. Oh, really? I thought is, I uh, just
0: assumed that they were gonna finish right. it with a trilogy. Like Thor is the first one they're doing more than three of. Well, I guess if you count. I Avengers mean, the Guardians four.
1: characters. I'm sure with the MCU, they're gonna keep them recurring. Yeah. Well, they're showing
0: up in Thor. Four. But Will they
1: just not do it a standalone film? I don't know.
0: It, it's just gonna be the Rocket movie. There we go. Bradley Cooper by himself, and he has a puppet rocket. And Vin Diesel. Uh... Nope, Vin Diesel's out.
1: He can't. <laughs> well, this do is it. an interesting concept, man, because uh, you know Vin Diesel does the mocap and voice for Groot. Well, I don't know if he does mocap. Doesn't he? I thought he did. I don't know, but. He's behind Groot, but will they ever bring DJ into the MCU? And all of a sudden, the the feud is reignited.
0: I don't know because DJ is in uh he's set to be Black Adam in the DC yeah, universe. Yeah, he's set for the DC. They don't, universe, don't usually bleed over but, like that. Like, I
1: mean, there's no way that Marvel hasn't been at least talking about trying to get him involved, right? He's such a big name out there, exactly. And he's already connected to so many Disney properties. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see what what happens. But either way, James Gunn, congratulations. Uh, The Suicide Squad is the winner of today's whatever question thing at the end. It's the grand prize. Here is your gold
0: Olympic medal for rowing, James Gunn. Grand grand
1: prize. That would be like the preview for best trailer. Yes. Which we'll have to wait until next year to see if they're still in contention. I mean, right Uh, now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Well, don't get your hopes up. We still got. I get to nominate them,
0: Tyler. I can do whatever I want. There's only four months left of 2021. That's wild. What? August, September, October, November, Five. December. 5. I can't do math. Plus, we're only half or okay, there's like still like 2 weeks left of July. A week and a half.
1: It's Thursday. Anyway, look at your the calendar. Next Friday. Figure
0: out what day it is and when yeah, July that's ends. My, that's
1: how many that's how <laughs> many days there are left in the month.
0: Okay, and when you figure out how many days left are in the month, uh, by the time you figure out doing that, you'll probably be able to listen to the next episode of Preview Review. But I don't know. We don't have a quick turnaround. Yeah. Okay, bye. We'll see you Bye.
1: bye.